Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 37 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Kind of a special episode. It is almost Christmas. It's hard to believe. And just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody's happy, healthy this time of year. Getting time to, to spend with loved ones, friends, and family. And hopefully getting to unplug a little bit, take some time off work, and just relax. Uh, it's been a a stressful couple of years and uh, for a lot of people um, and it's it's nice to have a little bit of a break here uh, for those of us who can and get to spend time with family and really relax and just enjoy the holidays and that's my plan today on the docket we're going to talk about Fran McCaffrey's squad and their game against southeastern Louisiana kind of a kind of a weird basketball game and now they have a week. Well, they have a week from Tuesday to Tuesday. Uh, their next game is going to be on the 29th against Western Michigan. After that, it's full-on Big Ten schedule. So it's nice that the Hawkeyes are getting a little bit of a break right now. A lot of them will be able to go home and see family for the holidays. So that, that really worked out well with that scheduling. And then last time, I talked about the nine commitments for Swarm 22 on the offensive side of the ball. Today I'm going to talk about the eight defensive commitments for the Hawkeyes for 2022. Let's start off with some basketball. The Hawkeyes beat now 4-9 Southeastern Louisiana on Tuesday night, 93-62. This game was scheduled to be on Big Ten Plus only. It was moved to the Big Ten Network due to COVID issues on a couple of teams and some games being canceled. Well, the Hawkeyes didn't look overly sharp in this game. They shot just 33% from three-point range, 11 of 33, and they were, they were just wide-open looks. This uh, southeastern Louisiana team doesn't play a whole lot of defense. The Hawkeyes did shoot 47% overall. Iowa out-rebounded southeastern 50-32. to 32. Good to see that trend. Fran has just been pounding it into these guys that they need to rebound. That really hurt them during their three-game losing streak. And he's been preaching that they need to, you know, prevent offensive rebounds from the opponents, and they held Southeastern Louisiana to just four offensive boards. The Hawkeyes had 13 offensive rebounds, 21 assists for the Hawkeyes, but what seemed remarkable is 12 players with at least one assist in this game. The Hawkeyes had seven steals, 11 turnovers. That's a bit high for the Hawkeyes, a team that limits turnovers and averages around eight. Per game. Well, there was really never any doubt in this game. Keegan Murray led the Hawkeyes in scoring once again. 20 points. He had just five in the first half after getting two personal fouls sitting for much of that first half. He ended the game, of course, with two personal fouls, but he was 8 of 13 from the field. Just one of five. Struggled a bit from outside the three-point arc. A double-double for Keegan with 10 rebounds. He did tweak his ankle again as well. Fran said it wasn't as bad this time. And the Hawkeyes get some time off now for the holidays. Next game on the 29th of December. So hopefully he'll be able to spend some time with family, uh, rest up, and, and come back at 100% when they face Western Michigan next Tuesday. Well, Patrick McCaffrey had a nice game. Just needs to finish a little better on those floaters in the lane. But he was 5 of 10 shooting including two of four from three, so great to see him hit from outside. Finished with 16 points, three rebounds. Jabo did what Jabo does. He was four of eight from three. He didn't try any other shots. 
no two pointers in this game. Just four of eight overall, 13 points, you know, doing what they want him to do, which is just fill it up from outside the arc. Philip Robracha, I've been saying he needs to get more aggressive on that offensive end. He did in this game. He just had a little trouble finishing. He was just two of seven from the field, five points, but had nine rebounds. It looked like he was hurrying his shot a little bit inside, but good to see him getting after it, uh, especially getting those nine rebounds. Joe Toussaint, five points, led the team with five assists. Peyton Sanford, he was feeling it early on in this game. He had a two-point bucket, hit his first two threes, and then he missed his next five three-point shots. The true freshman from Waukee had 10 points in this game, but he is fearless. He has a nice stroke, and I think we're really going to like him You know, as he continues to, to develop, put on a little bit more muscle, get used to playing in front of you know, in these bigger arenas, et cetera. Um, he has a good shot, and he's going to be fun to watch over the years. Well, Tony Perkins has been struggling shooting of late, but he hit a three in this game. He ended up with eight points. Euless had four points. Connor McCaffrey, he was hitting the boards. He had eight rebounds to go with five points and a rare three-pointer made by Connor. Had fun watching Riley Mulvey get some playing time. He had five minutes. Playing time in this game, he had a nice assist, a couple of rebounds, made a basket. He came in after Josh Agundale twisted an ankle. Just an awkward-looking play. He was sprinting down the court, trying to set up under the basket. He was likely going to get a dunk, but he twisted his ankle, hobbled through the lane. He was hopping on one foot, took a pass off his back as he was going out of bounds. It was just going to be a beautiful assist and a dunk, but instead it just bounced off his back. Hit him right between the numbers and went out of bounds. Well, the other strange play in this game was a it was a loose ball. It was a tie-up with Joe Toussaint and Keon Clergo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right, but Clergo looked like he intentionally popped Joe Toussaint in the face with his forearm. And Joe did a really nice job of keeping his cool. You know, he could have easily slugged that guy or gave him an elbow back or something, but he didn't. Uh, the refs were breaking it up. Connor McCaffrey got Claire Go out of there. And then Connor and Claire Go kind of faced off with each other and had some words. The team started to congregate, but everything got split up okay. Uh, the teams went to the bench while the referees reviewed the play. Sure enough, after reviewing the play, they ejected Claire Go for the forearm action. And the crowd was, you know, booing him as he walked to the locker room. But boy, he was just smiling and laughing, and it just didn't seem right to be smiling and laughing after you, you give a guy a forearm and get ejected from a game. But to make this more interesting, an assistant sports information director for Southeastern Louisiana got on Twitter. It appeared that he had a few too many drinks. He started tweeting negative things about Hawkeye fans, negative things about Connor McCaffrey. He later deleted the tweets and then deactivated his account. But, boy, you know, Hawkeye fans were coming back at him for his tweets, and it was pure gold from an entertainment aspect. But I don't know what this guy's thinking. He's an assistant sports information director and, and didn't seem very professional, the things that he was saying. Well, the Hawkeyes are now 9-3. and three. Western Michigan coming to town next week. Hopefully, starting back in the Big Ten, with 10 wins for the Hawkeyes.
Well, this Hawkeye basketball team is a lot of fun to watch. And if you haven't been watching, I, I, I'm telling you, just give it a chance. Uh, the Murray brothers, Keegan Murray, is something else. A lot of people are picking him to be a first-round draft pick. And Luca Garza was so special last year. Keegan is a really special player this year as well. And, and he's not the only one. I love the role that they have for Jordan Bohannon right now, just shooting threes. Um, Patrick McCaffrey is a good player. You see some real flashes from Joe Toussaint and his backup, Ulis. Same with Tony Perkins off the bench. I think some of these guys are just going to continue to grow as the season goes on, and hopefully the Hawkeyes are going to have a good Big Ten season, but that remains to be seen. Let's shift gears now to football. On the offensive side of the ball, the Hawkeyes picked up eight commitments on the 15th of December, and let's start with quarterback. Carson May, 6'4", 215 pounds from Jones, Oklahoma. Four-star ranked quarterback by rivals. And not a lot of commitments from Oklahoma over time for the Hawkeyes. It was George Kittle. I think that was because nobody else would offer him a scholarship. The Hawkeyes finally did. His dad played at Iowa, and he became a Hawkeye. Um, But May was the Oklahoma Class 2A Player of the Year. He passed for over 8,500 yards in his career, 107 touchdowns. Rushed for 466 yards and 11 touchdowns as a senior, so he can move around a little bit. And pretty good accuracy as a senior, completing 64% of his passes, over 3,000 yards. Another team captain. You know, you just see how many guys the Hawkeyes get that are team captains. He was a four-year letter winner in basketball as well, so he's a highly skilled guy. Who plays quarterback at Iowa next year? We just don't know. Is it is it Petrus? Is it Padilla? Joey Labus? Uh, true freshman Carson May? Not likely, but you know I, I think whoever wins the job, based on bowl play, the, the practices leading up to the bowl game, what happens in the bowl game, will be the guy that they're just going to go all it all in on for next season. Will it be Padilla? Will it be Petrus? Interesting to see how that unfolds. The depth chart that came out had Petrus as the starter, but uh, you know that kind of remains to be seen. I think, depending on how these next practices go, that's going to be interesting to see. Now let's shift to wide receiver, where the Hawkeyes signed just one player. It was out of Illinois, six to one hundred seventy pound Jacob Bostic. He was an offensive and team MVP as a junior, but only able to play in four games as a senior due to injuries. Ranked as a three-star commit without getting a lot of film his senior year. And he's another basketball guy, track guy. Good size at 6'2". He's going to be fun. be fun to watch him develop. Maybe get some snaps behind the true freshman that played in 2021. The Hawkeyes landed two running backs in this class with Tyler Goodson electing to forego his senior year for the NFL. There will be a lot of competition next year to replace those carries. First up, Jazian Patterson, 5'11", 185-pounder from Pompano Beach, Florida. Rivals ranks him as the 17th best running back in this class. He had all kinds of SEC offers. Iowa running backs coach Liddell Betts, who previously coached high school football in Florida, went down and got him on board to be a Hawkeye. And not a whole lot of wear on the tires. He had just 75 rushing attempts as a senior, but a whopping 1,300 yards. That's over 17 yards per carry. 
And he had just 63 rushing attempts as a junior. Well, also at running back, Caleb Johnson, 6'1", 210 pounds from Hamilton, Ohio. First team All-State in Ohio, and that's a big deal. All the talent that comes out of that state. He had 155 carries for over 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns as a senior. Played all four years at the varsity level. Two-time captain. Another basketball track athlete. Uh, he was committed to Cal, picked the Hawkeyes over Cincinnati, among others, in the end. And he did get that fourth star from Rivals. So that's two guys ready to come in next year and compete for some snaps with both T. Good and likely IKM being gone next year. I mean, Ivory Kelly Martin, I believe, has another year of eligibility, the COVID year, but I don't expect him to be back. But again, it's going to be interesting to see who shines in the bowl game. At that running back position, Gavin Williams, LaShawn Williams. I think I think Gavin's going to get the most snaps, um, but who knows? Uh, then it'll be up to you know those guys that are coming back and Devin Hilson, the incoming freshman, to compete for snaps next year. Well, two tight ends were signed in this class. The Hawkeyes had missed on some targets, but seemed really pleased with the two guys they ended up getting. Both really athletic. Multiple sport guys. Uh, they played multiple sports. Long frames, good hands. First up, Addison Ostranga, 6'4", 220. And he's from Wisconsin. First team All-State on a winning program. Made it to the state championship his senior season. Played both sides of the ball. Linebacker and then wide receiver, tight end. Team captain. Uh, really good basketball player, baseball player. So he's a Three-star commitment, committed to Iowa in July, and wasn't interested in looking into other offers, or I think he would have had quite a few more. Then we have Kale Vanderbush, 6'5", 205 from Indiana. Going to need to put some meat on the bones, but not the first recruit to come in undersized. Think George Kittle uh, as a good example. You know, he's going to need to get in the weight room, and he could have a lot of success with the nice hands that he has. Really productive as a tight end wide receiver in high school, over 700 yards receiving both his junior and senior season. Four-year letter winner in basketball. And just another three-star with a lot of potential. He was committed to Western Michigan, also held an offer from Utah for picking the Hawkeyes. And Ostringa is, you know, more ready physically. He's a bigger guy. He could see some snaps next year. Not likely, especially if Sam Laporta comes back for his senior year. Luke Lachey had a lot of time last year. Miaman did transfer. He, he's in the portal. I'm not sure if he's got, you know, latched on somewhere or not, but we haven't seen the other highly touted tight end recruit, Eli Yelverton, get much time yet. I'm not sure if he's had some injuries that he's been battling or what, but hey, you know, the Hawkeyes may need some bodies next year to get some snaps. Well, there's two offensive linemen in this class. Cale Crow, 6'5", 270 from Huxley, Iowa. Elite All-State, uh, playing both offensive and defensive line. He had a slew of MAC-type offers, as well as the Minnesota Golden Gophers. His dad played rugby at Iowa, so this is just a dream for him. He's got the frame. You know, he's going he's gonna to have to put on a little weight, obviously, but uh, 
He can play a lot of different positions on that offensive line. He's a basketball athlete, track. Uh, I like these guys with that type of size and to have that flexibility on the offensive line. Finally, Jack Dotzler, Dotzler, he's 6'6", 260 pounds from Wisconsin, big frame, didn't get to play much his senior year due to injury, but lots of action in prior years, including being first-team All-State as a junior. Looks like a candidate for the tackle position, potentially being 6'6", over 300 pounds down the road after hitting that weight room. Listed as a three-star, he had a big offer list, and a lot of Big Ten teams, Iowa State, Arizona State, etc. You know, I don't expect either of those guys to get action right away. Both are going to need to hit the weight room, get some time in the system before they're ready to go. The Hawkeyes return a lot of experience next year. Unfortunately, I mean, Tyler Linderbaum is probably going to be in the NFL. Not sure about Kyler Schott with his injury. If he's going to use his COVID year and come back, uh, or if he's going to dip his toe in the NFL waters. Um, but the three tackles that have been rotating will be back. True freshman Connor Colby as well played guard as a true freshman, and they had a bunch of recruits last year that were highly touted as well. So that is 17 early signing period commitments for the Hawkeyes, nine on defense, eight on offense. Look for the Hawkeyes to get two to four more high school signees, depending on how things shake out in the transfer portal. Looks like the Hawkeyes may be looking at some offensive line players in the portal, so that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out over the next couple of months. But I really like this class. You know, they're ranked about 25 in the nation, may go up, when they sign some additional players in the near future. Well, again, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Hoping to get a bowl prep episode out next week, maybe after the Western Michigan basketball game, so I can talk about that game as well. But best wishes to you all during the holidays. Some of you may be heading to Orlando for the bowl game soon. Just about a week until the next Hawkeye football game in sunny Florida, and it's Kirk Ferentz against Stoops again. So, first time they've faced each other, but uh, Mark and Kirk, I don't think they've ever faced each other, not as head coaches. So, that's that's a fun story. want to get dig more into that next week. But let's get another bowl win. Kirk has been on a roll lately in bowl games, and the Hawkeyes have been delivering. Let's do it again. Go Hawks! Thank you.